0: Welcome back to Socialette. This is episode 191. So I was actually going to record this episode as a podcast, but I ended up doing an Instagram live on this topic. And I know that a lot of you won't have seen the live. So rather than reinventing the wheel, I'm just going to share the Instagram live as a a podcast recording, and if you didn't see the live when it was live, well, <laughs> maybe it's a good sign that you should follow me on Instagram at stephtaylor.co. Now, the audio quality isn't as good as my usual podcast audio, and I'm really sorry about that because it was literally recorded off my phone in a not-so-soundproof call room in my co-working space. If you want to watch the accompanying video, I've uploaded the full recording to YouTube, so head to stephtaylor.co forward slash YouTube to watch that. Without any further ado, onto the episode. Hello, guys. Happy Friday. I posted on the Instagram story the other day asking whether you guys wanted me to do a training on um, the first three steps that you need to do in creating an online course. And I had a few of you say yes. So here I am, live and in person with the ultimate course creation starter kit, which you can download for free from stephtaylor.co forward slash AP. I'm going to be walking through that in this training. If you haven't already printed out your copy, don't worry because it'll still be available after this training. Um, so basically when you start creating your online course, there are three decisions you need to make. And aim, so inside the course creation starter kit, which is, It's not my own. Amy Porterfield did make it. She is like, I refer to her as Queen Amy. She is literally the course creation queen. Anyway, so in the course creation starter kit that she's put together, there are three main decisions you need to make when you kick off your course creation journey. And she's walked you through the three things that you need to do. So first decision is what will your course be about? what topic will spark the most interest and engagement from your community so they will be eager and excited to buy and i feel like this is where so many people get hung up when they're creating a course they're like oh but like who am i to be teaching this or will anyone buy it will anyone be interested or maybe the thing that you teach or the thing that you're really good at is a really niche kind of expertise and you think well not enough people will be interested in it but There's an art and a science to picking your topic, and I will run through that in a minute. The next decision you'll need to make after that is what to name your course. And Amy has included some naming formulas inside the starter kit, so I will run through those with you. And then the last decision, and I think this is probably the most fun decision, is what are you going to stop doing in your business once you're generating revenue with your course? And this is such a big one because for me, I mean, I basically kicked all client work to the curb when I started, once I launched my online course, like I started building my entire business around courses where I was doing one-on-one client work before It was not scalable. I was burnt out. It was not fun. (laughs) And basically, like, I couldn't help anywhere near as many people as I wanted to. But then creating an online course meant that I could actually help so many more people. So if that's something that you're thinking about, then definitely pay attention. Okay. So the first decision, like I said, what is the topic of your course and in the course creation starter kit, Amy has included, oh, it's going to be back to front for you guys. Damn. Anyway, so <laughs> there's a little diagram that she's included where it basically helps you figure out your course topic sweet spot. Now the sweet spot is where these four things come together. So your skills and know-how. So what are you good at? Like what do you, what knowledge do you have in here that you can share with the world? Um, The other thing is your audience's struggles and challenges. So, like, here's a reality for you guys. People don't want to buy a course, okay? They want the magic pill that's gonna get them from where they are now to where they are want to be, whatever that desired state is, with as little effort as possible. They don't want it to take long, they want it to be this easy, seamless transition. So you're not you're not trying to sell them a course, you're trying to sell them that transformation and you're trying to solve them the solution to their problem. Like anyone in business is essentially in the business of solving problems, right? So figure out what problem you can solve for your audience with a course. And that is like, that is a winning topic. Um, The next thing to consider is the profit potential. So if it's something that your audience is already paying money for, so maybe they're paying, I don't know, they're paying consultants or they're paying for books or other trainings and they just haven't found that magic pill yet, maybe that is gold for your course. Maybe there is. Maybe there are a hundred other courses doing that, but nobody has the same system as you. Nobody can get the results that you can. That is perfect. And then the other thing is, it needs to be something that lights you up because like, okay, I'm not going to lie. Creating a course is a lot of work. <laughs> like to put it put it like mildly, it can be a lot of work. Obviously, if you're creating a shorter course, not so much work. But if you're creating a big course, it's a lot of work. Not just creating it, but marketing it so you need to be excited about what you're teaching. You need to truly believe that what you're teaching can get those results. So if it doesn't, if your course topic doesn't light you up, you're not going to be able to stick to it. So make sure it lights you up. Okay. Now, once so once you've sort of had a think about that, there are a couple of different strategies that you can use to come up with a killer course topic. And the first one that Amy suggests is three days of no judgment inspiration so basically over the next three days any ideas that you have for a course jot them down whether it's on your hand on notes and your phone on a piece of paper jot them down even if you think at the back of your mind like oh nobody would buy that or who am I to teach that just write it down anyway don't filter those ideas out Because I think we're so critical. We get so caught up in like, oh, it has to be the perfect idea. It has to be like, it can't be anything less than 110% perfect. Don't get caught up in that. Just write down any ideas. And you'll like, once you start writing ideas down, you'll find more of them come to you. So just get into that flow of jotting them down. If you can set aside like an hour to brainstorm, that's even like a much, much better way to do it. The next way to come up with the perfect course topic is the magic wand question. So you could ask people in your niche or in your industry, your market, people who are like your ideal customer or ideal client, ask them if you could wave a magic wand and have your biggest challenge related to whatever it is that you do disappear, what would it look like? What would it be? So for me, it would be, if you could wave a magic wand and have your biggest marketing challenge disappear, what would it be? That simple. And just pay close attention to the words that they use because often what we, how we describe the problem isn't how they describe the problem. They would describe the symptoms of the problem. So for example, the answer to the question, if I could wave a magic wand and have your biggest marketing challenge disappear, what would it be? A lot of people in my audience would say, more followers, but that's not that's not the actual problem. That's the symptom of the fact that they don't have a marketing strategy or whatever their deeper marketing problem is. The third way to come up with a course topic is one of my favorite ones, and it's a really easy one to do these days. And it's crowdsourcing it. So that means going live and asking your audience. It means putting up an Instagram story and asking people like, what are your what are your struggles? And just, pay, again, paying attention to the words that they use. Another one is to examine your own transformation. So have you gone from A to B yourself? And how did you achieve that? Maybe you did that in a very different way to what everyone else is teaching. So that's another topic to consider. Identify what's already working. That's number five. So are you are people already plan, paying you to do... I don't know, marketing strategy or some sort of consulting? What do people already pay you money for? Because obviously it's working. You're getting them results. You're good at it. You already have people who can vouch for your expertise and vouch for the results that you've got them. So could you turn this into a course format somehow? I don't know. Ask yourself this. Um, because like the reality is, right, if you're doing one-on-one consulting and people are paying you for your time, there are only so many people you can help. And if you can turn this into a course, it means you can actually help so many more people than you can with your 24 hours in a day, minus eight hours for sleeping, eight hours for leisure time, and then, yeah, eight hours of work. So you can impact so many more people if you turn this expertise into a course. Now, number six, and I've done this one many times, I've seen a lot of other people do this as well, ask in Facebook groups but but big big caveat here pay close attention to who is actually giving you feedback because a lot of these people in the Facebook groups aren't going to be your ideal customer or client and like in actual fact a lot of the people who hang out in like i don't know say business Facebook groups they are. They do happen to be freebie seekers. They're probably not going to pay money for your course. So you just need to be really selective that you're only paying attention to the people who are your ideal customer or client. And then the last way to come up with a course topic is to make three course calls to gain a flood of insight, in Amy's words, not mine. <laughs> and this is like the scariest way to do it, but it's probably the most effective because you're getting... Like you're getting their struggles in their own words. You can dive deeper into any questions they ask you. Like you get a real like deep, deep insight by getting on the phone with someone or taking them out to coffee. I know a lot of you say, well, my ideal customer or client, they're really busy people. They don't have time to spend half an hour at coffee with me or on the phone with me. Make it a fair, a win-win situation. So say, hey, like, I'll give you a free half-hour consult in return for half an hour of you answering my questions for me. So make it make it so that there's something in it for them as well. And then ask them that Amy's listed out a few questions in the Ultimate Course Creation Starter Kit, um, which if you haven't, weren't here at the start, you can download that at stephtaylor.co forward slash AP. And inside it, there are a bunch of questions you can ask your ideal customer or client or whoever it is that you get on the phone, um, run through those questions for some deep insights on how you can help them, what problems you can solve. Okay, so once you've picked your course topic, you need to pick what type of course you're going to do. And Amy has created an amazing, amazing quiz that you can do for free. I've linked I've listed the link to it in the pinned comment below, but you can also get that at stephtaylor.co forward slash quiz, and it runs you through a bunch of basic questions to figure out where you're at at your business, what you can teach, um, what your goals are, and it spits out what the perfect type of course for you is, because there are a bunch of different course types. So I'm just going to briefly run through these. Once you do the quiz, when it spits out your answer, it gives you a much deeper dive into the type of course and how like how that plays out, what kind of things you can teach in it. So I'm not going to dive that deep into each of these. The first course type is the workshop course. And this is like a two-hour, three-hour training, and it's one single struggle or you're basically giving them a very quick win, right? Then there's the starter course. Now, an example of this is my um, email Kickstarter course. It's a $37 course. It's a really like basic introduction to email marketing for people who don't know. They don't even have a Mailchimp account. They don't know how to set up automations. They don't know how to do any of that stuff. It's a real like beginner intro thing. Yes, I could go a lot deeper into that, but that then wouldn't be a starter course. That would be the next type of course, which is a spotlight course. So that is a deeper dive into one main area of your expertise. So an example of this is my Facebook ads that flourish course or my most recent one, Instagram. So those are deep dives into Facebook ads and into Instagram marketing. And then the next one is the signature course. Now this is like your complete comprehensive system. So this is a biggie. Like this is most likely going to be premium priced. You know you can get that transformation and it's a big transformation. It's a bigger commitment of time from your student, but you're going to get them like amazing, amazing results. Now, an example of this would be, I'm trying to think of an example. I can't think of any off the top of my head. But I'm going to be launching a signature course next year. So maybe we'll be creating courses together, guys. That would be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> but yes, I will, be cre- I will be launching my signature launching course next year, which is going to be my six-step framework for a successful launch. And then the last type is the certification course. And this is more like if somebody completes your course, you give them a certification to say that they're qualified in whatever it is that you teach. And this might look good on their resume, or maybe it's to, I don't know, get a particular type of job. Whatever it is, it's a specific certification. That's the outcome they're getting. Okay, the next decision you need to make is what the heck are you going to name your course? And like with (laughs) with both of my courses, I got very hung up on this one for a long time. My Instagram one, Instabam, I didn't even come up with the name for that until probably the week before I launched it. And massive shout out to Anita from WordFetty because I'm pretty sure she came up with the idea of Instabam. I, I really liked it. But so the thing, the big hang up I had with Instabam is the name doesn't really tell you what the course is about. So, and and I'll touch on this in a second because there's a way around that. There's a way to get around the fact that your name, like you can use a clever name and then still explain what the course is about. And I'll touch on that shortly. Um, So in the course creation starter kit, Amy has put a checklist to run through with your name, your course name ideas. Um, Again, I just recommend getting pen and paper and brainstorming. Um, There are also some power words that she's listed in the course creation starter kit. So grab that. It's like, it's a 23 page resource. She gives away so much amazing value for free. So definitely jump on that and download it from stephtaylor.co forward slash AP. Okay. So now the six different types of course names. The first one is the result in the title. So And some of the examples that Amy's given is Double Your Dating, um, Your Best Year Ever, which is by Michael Hyatt. So it basically tells you the exact transformation you're going to give them in the title of the course. It's Pretty straightforward. It's pretty compelling. I really like this one. I think it makes selling it really easy um, because you're basically telling them what you're giving them, what the outcome they're going to get is right off the bat. The next type is the hyper-specific outcome. So this is kind of where you're like almost guaranteeing a particular outcome so one of the examples she's given here is six-figure songwriting that's a very specific outcome right and same with social media marketing in 20 minutes per day again very very specific the next one is the journey so this is something like zero to launch idea to exit scrawny to brawny i love that one <laughs> so you're you're again you're giving that idea of this is where you are now this is where you, this course is going to take you to here's like your transformation the next type is the signature proprietary system so this is like product launch formula which is by jeff walker amy amy porterfield's digital course academy which i've been through and like 120 recommend. Um, so that's like the signature course the big like formula framework, that kind of course is that's perfect for that the next type is the creative or the cheeky spin and one of the examples she's given is B-School Marie folio's B-School marie folio also has another really cool name for her other one the copy cure and if you go like i am a member of the copy cure and in it it's like all themed around like um medical things so it's like copy injections and like um copy copy fixes and you know like little band-aids and it's just like all so perfectly branded i love it anyway sorry absolute tangent there (laughs) And then the last type of course name is that it is what it says it is. So something like book yourself solid and get more sales or Uber driving academy. Like that's pretty straightforward. tells you exactly who it's for in the name. So yes, coming up with a course name is tough. Um, don't get like, too hung up on it because even if it doesn't say in the name what it is, there is this magical thing called a subtitle. And then th- this is what I use for Instagram, right? So Instabam, the name itself doesn't tell you what the heck is actually in the course, but then I use the subtitle, which was your complete A to Z guide to igniting your business with Instagram minus the fluff. That's what it was, yes. So like, cause the name itself's really short and then I have the subtitle. Um, a few other people do them as well so um, amy porterfield's old um, her old course webinars that convert the complete a to z blueprint for creating and delivering high converting webinar funnels that flood your list full of raving fans build massive trust and value and quickly put your scaled up profits on autopilot like that's pretty pretty compelling (laughs) so in the starter kit there are a bunch of power words. Remember stephtaylor.co forward slash AP to download Amy's ultimate course creation starter kit for free. Um, These power words, like some of them are pretty cool things like accelerated and blueprint and yeah, fun words that you wouldn't normally think of. And then, so once you've named it, once you've picked your topic, you have one more decision to make. And that is what are you going to stop doing in your business once you launch your course? So once you launch a course, right, that becomes like another revenue stream. And it's a revenue stream that you can automate, you can put it on autopilot. So it's still bringing in customers in the background while you're consulting, while you're traveling, whatever it is that you're doing. So now some examples that Amy's listed in here, like I will no longer take on clients just for the fear that I won't make money. And this was a big one for me when I was doing client work, right? I was Like I was taking on clients that didn't light me up simply because I thought, Oh, like I need to pay the bills. Like, Ooh. And then those were the clients that would cause me like the most heartache. They'd be the ones that I'd be up in the middle of the night working on. Like they'd be the ones messaging me Sunday nights, you know, that kind of thing. So when you launch a course, it frees up your time and it means you can work with clients that light you up. Like you don't have to just take on work to pay the bills. Um, I will no longer work nights or weekends. Like that's another big one. I mean, like once your course is built, yes, like the process of building the course is time consuming. And both of mine, like I worked (laughs) a lot of nights and weekends to build it. But once it's done, it's done. Like all you have to do is maybe update it to keep it up to date. If you're running it live, you can do Instagram lives, Facebook lives with your group. Um, But once it's done, it's done. So definitely make that decision. What are you going to stop doing in your business? And I hope, I wish you guys good luck with making those first three course creation decisions. Remember to download the starter kit from stephtaylor.co forward slash AP. And then also take the quiz to figure out what type of course is going to be best for you from stephtaylor.co forward slash quiz. Both of the links are in that pinned comment below, but you can't click on them, unfortunately. Thank you, Instagram. (laughs) So maybe this is something that you guys will get started on this weekend. Maybe just set aside like an hour to start thinking about it. Once you start getting the ball rolling, like it might seem like a big overwhelming thing right now, but trust me, once you start getting it all rolling, once you start getting the wheels in motion, just take one little step at a time and you will get it done. Like You don't have to launch it tomorrow just remember that if, it, if you launch it six months from now, like that's still going to make a huge difference in your business. The key is to just get started. Once you get started, it's so much easier to keep moving and keep moving. Okay. Anyway, so yes, grab the starter kit, do the quiz links are in the pinned comment below and have a wonderful rest of your Friday and a wonderful weekend guys. If you have any questions at all, feel free to slide into my DMS. I'm usually pretty responsive. <laughs> anyway bye guys thank you so much for joining me on this live see you later